Welcome to this Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. That is very true. I do love to speak to prisoners, but this is the flock. This is the flock of God. So I can speak to them, but I must also encourage the flock. So that's what I'm doing here today. Nothing to glorify me, just to glorify him. That's the only reason I'm up here. So thank you, Simon, for the pre um, getting me into this. Um, but yeah, it's just an honor to preach God's word uh, and, and hopefully encourage the flock. Being a disciple, that was quite a hard reading, right? Denying yourself, picking up your cross. They're hard sayings, but man, is it a good saying. And I love it. And I just pray today that you would feel exuberant as I feel, which is not just me, but the Holy Spirit that dwells within all of us. The key verse I want to speak, uh, focus on today um, is verse 23. Uh, and if Mark could just put the first slide up, that's the wrong one, Mark. You're not helping me here. <laughs> so anyway, as Mark just sorts it out, just basically it's going to say, who wants to be a disciple? I see many disciples here. Uh, I see many people who believe in Christ and Hopefully, loads of people here who want to take his word by what he says. But the bit that really shocks me, like I said in verse 23, and Jesus says, Then he said to them, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. So today is a day. Tomorrow is another day. So what is a disciple? Are we going to choose to pick up our cross? I don't think it literally means carrying a cross on your shoulder because going to work and carrying a cross is pretty hard, right? Going to your daily occurrence and carrying a cross is pretty hard, right? So as I'll get into it later on, I'll explain some of the difficulties, what the cross brings. And it might not involve a massive cross carrying with you, but it does carry a price to pay, whether it's going to be a hard way to go or a sacrificial way. So the slide is up now. What is a disciple? As I was preparing for this, I was saying, Lord, can you give me a scripture um, to relevant something from all of us past into who we are now? And slide two, Mark which should read 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, reads, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. Amen. I love it. The old is gone, the new has come. So when we made that good um, confession to Christ that we want to be one of his disciples, we're leaving the old life down. The old life is gone, and the new life has come. So we've already said yes to Jesus in that sense, that we want to follow him. But... As I'm going to go into some more so, Mark, if you can put slide three up now. What does it mean to take up your cross? So I'm getting back to, does it mean dragging it to work with you? Does it mean dragging it to whatever you're doing during your day? This is what I think, and if I'm wrong, you can correct me. But let's just look at the example of the cross for Jesus to start off with, and in that time period as well. So we see in that time period that Roman execution was perfected um, for 500 years until it was abolished by Constantine I in the 4th century AD. I find that astounding. Constantine, he abolished the cross, but unfortunately he made some mistakes along the way with making Christianity a church state. But we'll leave that for another time. The point I'm trying to get at here is the cross was a brutal thing. It was brutal. One of the most brutal ways to die. Um, so there might be some of you feeling like, do I want to pick up my cross daily? If that's what it involves. But here's the good news. For Jesus, the cross was a sacrifice. He carried that cross to Calvary 
and he was being uh, insulted, being spat on, all that to be done for us so that we could live a life and deny ourselves and follow him. So, Mark, if you can put slide four up now. There's a great reading in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 18, which reads, For Christ also suffered once for sins, for the righteous, for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made alive in the spirit. And that's us. When we made that good confession that we want to lay our body to be dead and come alive in the spirit, we're following him. So be encouraged, those who maybe you've gone through baptism and you've made that confession, and for those who haven't, just make a commitment. You know, you're trusting in Christ um, as you're going forward in your faith. So as I said earlier, I'm now just going to point some examples out um, of going the hard way and the sacrificial way. So Mark, if you can just put up slide five. So going the hard way. So we know, um, to think about these two things, the cross means going the hard way and the cross means going the sacrificial way. So for Jesus, we know it was a sacrifice. But let's just bring it back to us a little bit. It's not about us, but as disciples, we want to follow his example. Just a few examples to share here. Being rejected, we see that in Jesus. We saw that when they were handed over to Pilate, and they were saying, who shall we give to you? They wanted to release the murderer and have Jesus as the one. So he was rejected by his own people, by his own family, turning away from things. We know this is a busy world. We know that there's constantly things trying to consume us. Um, constantly, every day, things, new things appearing. Are we willing to lay some of this stuff down to follow the true calling of Christ? Being rooted in the Word or the Bible, the Word of God. Um, and I've left this point to last for a reason, because for myself, as I'm just going to share a brief testimony, this was transformational in me leaning towards going the hard way. So I just want to share two, three-minute testimony um, of a situation where I had to go the hard way. So uh, when I became a Christian, for the first nine months or so, I was still living in the world. Um, I loved football, uh, and football's a good thing. It's, good, it's, a, it's a good thing to keep fit, but also comes with a lifestyle. Um, often, sometimes, it leads to you going out beforehand with the guys. Um, there's a good thing about that, being community together, but often not doing the right things. And then you come to match day, and if you win, you celebrate by maybe going out again, uh, meeting in the bar afterwards. If you lose, it's a place to drown your sorrows. Um, so I have to make a decision. If I'm following Christ, can I continue doing this? Or do I need to deny myself for doing this and go another way? So quite early on, I felt convicted that I had to give up football. And in a, in a good way, I could have stayed in that team and been influenced for Christ. But I didn't want to live that lifestyle no more. I wanted to live his lifestyle. So I decided to give that up. Um, also, old lifestyles come with that. You get in a regular pattern um, of, you know, hanging around with people. And it's good to be a witness for Christ, of course. But sometimes he asks you to lay down stuff in order to follow him another way. And basically, that's just a brief testimony of... Are we willing to lay stuff down? Maybe for some it's, I'm just going to say this, a TV series. We know that some of these series can go on for hours on end. Um, maybe could you spend a few hours reading your Bible? The choice, you know, just, just want everybody to think. I don't want to just, um, like I'm speaking to you here, I'm also challenging myself. One thing I'm trying to take to account is persevering due to hard times. Uh, when, when trials come, when trials come constantly, uh, will I be able to withstand? Will I have still keep trusting in Jesus when things get difficult. So that's just where I'm at. But I want us all to think about 
situations in our life where maybe we need to go a bit of a hard way to have a more walk with Christ. So Mark, if you can put up slide six, the sacrificial way. Now you can work these out, which categories you put these in. And you might think of other situations you think can go there. But this is just what came up while I was preparing this. A few examples. Um, giving up things. Like I said before, it could be a TV series that takes up three or four hours of your, of your evening. When maybe it could be an even maybe to, to read the word or to go for a prayer walk. Something like that. Putting others first. We know as Christians we need to be shown by our love. And we want to show love to people. But often sometimes we put people first. Uh, when God's asked us to put him first. So, like I said before, I want to challenge you all just to think we all have them, and this is not to, to make you go down. It's, it's to try and encourage you so that we can hear what Simon was saying. We want to be people who, who uh, be hearers of the word and also be proclaimers out there in our own giftings that we have. It might be stuff at home, work, even at church. Um, we all want to fill up and do good things. Uh, but sometimes it can get too much. We maybe don't want to say no because maybe it hasn't been filled by somebody else. Um, all these things can come into pass. Are we willing to set some of these aside uh, to live more authentically as a disciple? I'll leave that with you. And living set apart, we're called to be uh, in the world but not of the world. Um, nowadays, this is a hard thing, but as we're talking about the cross, resurrection is here. That's the thing that really keeps me going, resurrection, because the cross was essential, but the resurrection is what keeps this faith smiling all the time, and that's what should keep your faith smiling, that everyday life. So maybe sometimes when you wake up and you don't feel like it today, remember the resurrection, because Jesus paid a high price for you to live for him, and that keeps me going, and I pray that it would excite you as we go forward. So slide seven. So which hard way or which sacrificial way are you choosing as a disciple of Christ? At the end of my preach, I'm going to pray for all of us. But just in between that time, just be thinking about what it is. Maybe I can lay aside that bit more so I can focus on, on living for Christ. I'm not saying we have to be superheroes. We don't have to be evangelists and go out into prisons and go out into streets. We can be evangelizers in the workplace, in the place where um, people need care. We've all been given that unique gift by God. So let's think about stuff that we can put aside so that we can focus on doing that more. And I just want to share another brief testimony, um, which I've called going against the grain. Not a great saying, but I like it. Um, so basically, I was at work one day, and um, a customer had asked for his parcel to be left safe in the porch. So I'd done that. I left it safe in his porch, and I went on and done the rest of my deliveries. About a couple of days later, uh, the man claimed that he never got the parcel he claimed that I somehow miraculously went through his house, got past his Rockwaller dog, checked out all his animals, checked out all his possessions, um, and basically he said I was thieving from his house. Um, so when this came back to me, I was like, no, nah, I, I just done what I was instructed. Um, he escalated it even more so to say that, um, that I, he never got asked to be left and he was trying to make me look like the bad person. The reason why I'm trying to say it's against the grain is I had a choice. When I was in the depot, the guys were going, so what are you going to go and do, Liam? What are you going to go and do? He's lying, accusing you. What are you going to go and do? Are you going to have it out with him? So I got the little voice over there saying, are you going to go and have it out with him? And then I got the real voice, which is saying, you know, love your enemies, love those who, who lie about you and, and are persecuting you. Uh, and I remind me of uh, Jesus when 
we see in Matthew's Gospel when Peter uh, rebuked Jesus. Lord, that would never happen to you. But Jesus said, no, Satan, get behind me. Uh, you are a stumbling block. Jesus knew what he was doing. He was focused on where he was going. So I always think, I have to be focused where I'm going. The final straw was not even from myself. It was from my colleagues at work. I then had a discussion with him, and I said, I've done what you instructed. And he said, yep. He was all nice and part of me on the phone. As soon as I got off the phone, he said I was swearing at him. I was um, insulting him down the phone, which then he phoned the office, and they said, this is not the lane we know. This is not the lane we know. So my own colleagues are backing me up. But why are they backing me up? It's not because of me. It's because of who lives in me. Him who planted that good work in me, live and set apart, they saw that, and I was able to share that with them. Don't praise me, please. Praise the man I believe in, Jesus Christ, because he's the one who made me turn away from going to have it out with him and to doing the right thing. So I just want to encourage you that you will have those voices that will say, oh, we want you to do this, but are you going to listen to the voice or are you going to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit? That's the challenge today. So Mark, uh, slide eight. So is it worth it? Is it worth it? Someone respond. Is, it, is this worth this walk? Yeah, come on. I think so. This really fires me up. And I just wrote this down. It says, Jesus destroyed death. So let's not stay with the cross fully, but because of, cross, because of the cross, the resurrection is here. Amen. I love it. That's what keeps me going. That's what should keep everybody going here. The resurrection of Christ. So when those things that you feel like, when you know what you need to maybe uh, lay down, uh, and replace it more with, with more of the work of the Holy Spirit. When it gets tough, sometimes it's not easy to say, you know, this has been a quite comfortable thing for a while. I actually like this. It can be quite difficult to say, I'm going to lay that down. But think of the resurrection. Jesus paid a price. So we could all live for him. And I just want to get that and encourage my brothers and sisters that this is it. We're all trying to live the resurrection life. But let's look to the resurrection. Jesus, the one who teaches us and tells us to go out and be his hands and feet. So wherever you are, be his hands and feet. If it's in prison, go into prison. If it's um, in a, um, I don't know, a gathering, uh, just at work or something, be his hands and feet. Uh, let's just really grab hold of what real discipleship is. Um, and finally, the last slide. And I wanted to end with this scripture because it is so encouraging to end with. Uh, should be on the screen now. So John chapter 14, verses 2 to 4. says, My father's house has many rooms. If that were so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. The reason why I want to bring this up is many people here, uh, he's saying he's going to go and prepare a place for many rooms. But how many more places are going to be prepared for those who you're going to witness to? Um, for when we really grab hold of discipleship and we um, see those people come to faith and we invest in them, and, and then who are they going to go and invest in? That's what I'm thinking ahead of. Who can I disciple so that the rooms that Jesus promised can be filled by people that we may not even see? We might, sometimes we can just be sea bearers and we don't fully see them come to faith. But I'm excited by the many rooms and I'm excited about the rooms that haven't been filled yet. Um, and we're part of this. We're all called to be disciples. We're all called to disciple others. And for them to carry on. It's a movement that cannot be destroyed. The kingdom of God is so powerful, it can never be destroyed. We see the earthly kingdoms, they go down. But God's kingdom doesn't go down. And this is a testimony here.
uh, not just in Ipswich, but around the world, where people are coming to Christ and discipling others. So, church, let's disciple. Let's um, do what we've done on the Vision Day. Let's, let's take it outside of these four walls and be the disciples in the places where God's placed us. It's amazing. Think of the resurrection. When the day comes, and the days will come, I've had them myself recently, where they're tough and it's hard to get up and keep moving on, but resurrection life is what keeps me going. So I want to encourage you all that as we go forward, let's deny ourselves in certain ways so that we can live more for him. So I'm just going to go now into a prayer time. And I just want you to, before I pray, just to think about a situation which is um, that you're thinking about already, that you're saying, Lord, yes, I need to maybe lay that down uh, and focus on something more meaningful for you. So, Lord Jesus, I thank you for everybody here. I thank you, Lord, how you called them um, from when, they, when you made them a new creation, that the old was gone and the new has come. And I pray that in these, these days come forth, even tomorrow, as we start to think about what are the things we're going to lay down and remember what I said in the beginning, follow my cross daily. Just pray that they would think about this and, and already put them to practice, but to ask the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, um, the Wise Counselor, what is it today that you're telling me to do? Lord, we want to leave here challenged and, um, so that we can be effective in the places where we are. So thank you, Holy Spirit, that you fill all of us uh, with your amazing love and grace and power. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.